Okay, so we're back with Tanessa, and she was already on here to talk about, you know, boosting your energy and biohacking and all this kind of stuff. But her and I off, you know, our podcast started talking about the inequalities when it comes to women in healthcare and advocating for yourself, and then also how to use your own cycle, your menstrual cycle, as a maybe like a guide to kind of help you be more productive because we all know that like, you know, a lot of the studies are based off of male, you know, experiences and their hormones. And that's very different from women. Yeah, absolutely. I've got, we've got so much we can dive into here and talk about stuff that'll really kind of make you go, Oh, well, that makes sense. Maybe I shouldn't try to load my schedule so much during that time of the month. Oh my gosh. Right. Okay. I'm ready to learn. So let's go ahead And let's talk about like the inequalities in healthcare, because I don't, I think people know that it exists, but they don't really know like really what it is and then how to even determine that it's happening and even how to advocate for themselves. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because I came from the fitness industry and I went through the whole, like, you know, when you do the fitness shows and the competitions, and that's kind of the realm that I came into health with. And so much of what I started noticing was the exercise and the diet advice was just like very blanket across the board. Right. And, you know, I grew up very much indoctrinated that, you know, there's no difference between the workouts you give a man versus the workouts you give a woman. And I was like, okay, you know, that makes sense. Um, but what I've learned as, as just research has been coming out and the more diving into what I've been doing is that it's not so much that it's the exercises that we're doing or the food that we're eating. It's just that we're not taking into account that our bodies are different. And what I never knew before was the way the male hormone system works is it's a 24 hour loop. They get a boost of testosterone and then it drops off. And that happens every 24 hours. So our work days are designed around that, you know, meetings are in the morning and then less important stuff in the afternoon. And then, you know, you relax onto the couch in the evening. And that's just that cycle that repeats all the time, right? The same way you do the same workout program every single week, you eat the same foods, you follow the same intermittent fasting schedules, all of that kind of stuff. But what I never really realized before is that as women, we have like on average 28 to 32 day hormone cycles, right? And that's called Lucky an us. rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> so we have lots of hormones at play, but they fluctuate. And those fluctuations in hormones play into so much from our brain's ability to be clear, our ability to get, be productive and get stuff done, whether we're feeling more creative or more task oriented or, and even how we, we manage our food differently depends on different times of the month. And so when I started learning this, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder why we've always just done everything the same as men have. And, and that really came clear to me is when I was really into intermittent fasting for a while. And then all of a sudden, all of these research studies have started popping up most recently saying, uh, well, intermittent fasting has its benefits. But we're finding in women, it's actually kind of disruptive to their hormones if done too long, because it's not taking into account the fact that our hormones fluctuate throughout the month. And if you look back traditionally, if you look back at research studies, whether they're on drug trials, whether they're on, you know, health studies, fitness studies, nutrition studies, 
women that have an active, what's called infradian rhythm, which means we're actively getting our monthly cycle have been excluded from so many of these research studies because the results are not consistent from woman to woman because of the different places we are in a hormone cycle. So for example, if you're in the first week of your cycle and I'm in the third, it'll impact the results of the studies. So instead of, you know, figuring out a way to accommodate that for decades, we were just eliminated in entirety and the focuses on these studies were entirely men. But now what's happening is there's been a push for research around women and specifically our, our cycles and how they're affected by constantly restricted eating or intense exercising all month long. And what they're finding is that our bodies react differently just because of our hormone cycles. So this is all starting to come out that we are actually unique and we need to treat our bodies differently. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, and I mean, if anybody remembers science class in high school or something like that, right, you know, you have your controlled group and I can see, you know, why women were excluded. You know, if you're on your third week in your cycle, I'm on my first week, there's a lot of different variables and science doesn't really like variables when they're trying to study things and like all this kind of stuff. So it's like, I I get it. It makes sense. However, you know, we are here and we do need to learn how to, you know, sustain better, uh, healthy habits, you know? Um, so being excluded and all that kind of stuff, I mean, what can, what can our cycles start teaching us? Like, what do we need to pay attention to as people or as women? Yeah. Well, and you know what, the most basic way is just to tune in to what you already noticed. And here's the fascinating thing. I've worked with so many clients on this kind of stuff and they'll be like, Oh, you know what? I did notice I was wanting a bit more carbs during this week. I think we intuitively know it and we force ourselves into this box of doing the same thing every day. So a really good example is if we look at food intake, So if we call day one of your cycle, the day you get your period for the first week or two, we usually have a lower appetite. We usually also have higher energy, right? So that's a really good time. If you're going to do, you know, something that is lower carb based, or you're going to do workouts that are higher intensity, these first two weeks are a great time to do that. And naturally we know those days where we're killing it at your workout. You're just like, yeah, this is feeling easy. I wonder if I should add on another 20 minutes. And we're doing that in our head. You're usually going to be in this phase and we lean into that. But what we don't account for is during the last, you know, week to two weeks of our cycle, our body's cortisol, that's a stress hormone. It naturally goes up and our body is a warmer temperature. Our stress levels are up. Our workouts feel harder. Those are the days we're like, I don't understand. This was amazing last week. Why is this so hard this week? And why am I craving so many carbs? And the reason yeah, is your oh appetite has increased. Your blood sugar is unstable. But what we do is we just think, oh, it's PMS. So we can go and eat all these processed carbs, which really exacerbates the problem instead of just recognizing like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll take an extra serving of oatmeal or maybe, you know, I'll pile on some brown rice or some quinoa and just really fill that out. We know when we want more carbohydrates, we feel that we feel when our workouts are stronger, we feel when they're lagging, but instead of like fluctuating our intensity with that, we try to keep it so consistent, but that's just not what's going to serve us. Yeah. Um, and you were, like you were saying, it's just like the consistency of, you know, workouts and nutrition and all that kind of stuff when it comes to men are very different when it comes to women and how we fluctuate. Um, I know that we're paying attention to, you know, how we're feeling, what we want to eat and all that kind of stuff. But I know like 
sometimes for me in my cycle, like it really just depends. Like the first two days are awful for me. I have, I have like period brain is what I say. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so spacey and I'm like, I will be standing in a room and I'm like, what was I going to do again? Like nothing is making sense. So how do we schedule our lives better? Yeah. So when I'm looking at that kind of thing, one of the first things I always talk about with my clients is like, what are we experiencing here for PMS symptoms? Mm. What are we experiencing? And I didn't know this before, but exacerbated symptoms like complete, like memory loss, brain fog, really bad cramps, really sore boobs, all of this kind of stuff is actually a sign of a hormonal imbalance between the estrogen and progesterone you have. So if you have very bad PMS, this is a good sign that something is off and we need to check. So I have a client who started with me about six months ago now, and she is experiencing, she had had uh, premenstrual pain and cramps to the point where she took three days off of work every month. Ooh. Right. And I said to her, I was like, you know, that like that there's solutions to that. Right. So like over the time we've been, you know, helping her get enough sleep and switching her to a whole food diet not keto, not anything specific, just eating real foods and just, you know, paying attention to what her body wants and dealing with her stress. And she just take days off work anymore. And most of us, we just think like, oh, I get cramps. That's just my body. And while some cramps, sure. But if it's debilitating you from work or disrupting your life, there are solutions to this. And I know there's an author that I really like her books. Her name is Alyssa Vitti. And she writes a lot on um, women's hormone cycles and stuff like this, but so many of our symptoms can actually be fixed with diet and Mm. with, um, with exercise in the proper intensity and stuff like that. Um, but going back to your question on productivity, that's the first thing is if we're needing to be wiped out for a week, we need to really look into our health so that we don't need to be wiped out for a whole week. But beyond that, I always find that my brain clarity is at its peak during mid cycle. So it would technically Mm. be around when you're ovulating. That's when you're going to be the most, um, you're going to have the easiest conversations and stuff like that. So if I'm scheduling things, if I'm recording podcast interviews, if I'm doing my own podcast, anything like that, I will try my best to schedule it during that window because I know my brain is going to be primed for stuff like that. So that's when I really like to gear my best work. And then on the contrasting side, I know my energy is going to be lower during my period. We know that. So looking ahead as best we can and not scheduling a bunch of projects to come due during that time, you know, maybe you're not doing a launch during that time. For example, that's something that's so important to me is we're not launching during that week. It doesn't matter how balanced my hormones are. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. So then I kind of want to ask too, then like, you know, for those who have irregular periods, who are on birth control, all of this kind of stuff, what factors do those play? Because I know not everybody has a period exactly every four weeks. That's actually what got me interested in all of this. Um, because I had the most irregular periods. I would skip like three months. And the crazy thing is, you know, what my doctor told me that's normal. That's just, that's, you know, some women just don't have regular cycles, but the way I want you to think of your cycle is like that analogy of the canary in the coal mine, meaning back in the day when they used to go into coal mines to do mining and stuff like that, they'd bring a small yellow canary in. Now, if the gases and the fumes were too high in the coal mine, because the bird is so much smaller, it would feel the effects faster. And if that bird died, it meant that the gas levels were too high and we needed to get out of the coal mine, right? Right. Your cycle is like that. 
if it is severe with your symptoms, if it is irregular, if it is missing, this is a really good sign that something is going on in your body that's affecting your hormones and it is worth looking into. So, I mean, what my doctor did at the time was, you know, said to me, he's like, oh, well, we'll just put you on a different type of birth control. It's just got to be the wrong type of birth control. And, you know, I went along with it because I didn't know at the time, but there's actually, like I mentioned that author, she wrote that book, uh, Alyssa Vitti, it's called In the Flow specifically, and it was on biohacking your cycle. And I was so into this book at the beginning. I was like, yes, food, exercise, tell me the things. And then there was a chapter called biohacking on birth control. And I didn't know this, but if you are on birth control, you don't actually get a period. You get yeah, a withdrawal I, bleed. Whoa, and you wait, can't, whoa yeah. what's a withdrawal? Ble- okay, hold up. Freeze. What is a withdrawal bleed? Yeah. So on typical estrogen-based birth controls, you take three weeks and then you know how there's that blank week? Yeah. You are bleeding because of a withdrawal from the estrogen. It's not a proper hormone cycle. You don't actually get a proper period. So essentially I felt like I was smacked in the face. She said to me, you basically can't do much with your cycle because it's artificially created and you don't actually get a period as long as you're on the pill. And I was like, hold on. You mean I can't do this? Like what is going on? Like I, so point being, I had this moment where I had to have a talk with my husband because this is a two person also discussion. (laughs) yes girl it is a two-person discussion yeah and I was like babe I think I need to come off birth control like I just I I think it's I'm missing periods something is wrong I am getting cramps I am crying at the beginning of my period for days something is wrong so I actually came off of birth control as an experiment and the three months I came off were honestly emotionally exhausting. I thought I was losing my mind, just the emotions. And, oh, it's like when some people have this experience. Some people don't, I definitely did. And here's the most fascinating thing that I found is after I came off, I no longer hand to God, do not get PMS symptoms anymore. I do what? not get cramps. I do not get emotional. I don't get overly stressed out. Sometimes I'll notice a little bit of back tension. And then here's the craziest thing the debilitating general anxiety that I have suffered with since I was 15 years old is now gone. This is anxiety where I have been treated at the hospital for multiple weeks for generalized anxiety disorder. I have gone through multiple programs trying to help it. I have experimented with my doctor on, you know, anti-anxiety drugs, nothing fixed it. And I started on it when I was 15. I came off it when I was 32 Oh my God. That is 17 years of debilitating anxiety. And I'm not saying that like, this will cure your anxiety if you're listening, but this is asking you question what is going on. And if, if the, what you're experiencing is normal, I just thought I was an anxious person for the rest of my life. And it is so weird not feeling anxious all the time. I, I almost have this thought sometimes of like, is this what normal feels like? Am I, is this real? Is this gonna, it's, it's insane. I am I feel like, like I am person. totally, I'm shook. I'm shooketh. Okay. I, I, okay. So same, I have, um, I was always, always had a regular period meaning, but I would have two in one month, like full on seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then I was put on birth control, like a little after my 13th birthday to help level this out. And I'm still on it. Mm-hmm. but, um, I have had uh, like a lot of people, like, thankfully, um, I've never really had to go through, uh, anxiety or anything like that. 
but I have often wondered what exactly like is it doing to me being on it for so long? Um, yeah, that is, I am. That's so crazy. Yeah. Well, and then the crazy parts about all of it too, is like, as a bit of a backstory, I had two blood clots in 2014. Whoa. And so, yeah. So, the, and I, I'm a person like I eat whole foods. I exercise all the time. Like I am a very healthy person. So of course, at that time, my doctor's like, well, maybe we'll take you off this birth control and put you on this other kind over here. And of course, not recognizing that maybe this is a problem to begin with. Like there are so many things that we just don't question. And that, that comes down to this point where I'm very like strong with my clients about always advocating for your own health, because we, my doctor has this terrible habit of prescribing, like literally the words prescribing me some good old fashioned reassurance when I go in there with my concerns. But I'm going to tell you, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I can tell you, I went in there with my blood clots concerned. And I, I mean, I have a background in kinesiology. Like this is my jam. I know how the body works. And I was like, I'm having numbness from the legs from like mid calf down. Something is going wrong. And he's like, no, no, no. That's just probably because, you know, you had surgery a couple of weeks ago and you were sleeping on your back Boy. and it's a nerve. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not how nerves work. This is something like with my blood, because I can tell because of how the numbness is presenting. And of course he wouldn't listen to me. He sent me home with baby aspirin, baby aspirin. I went to the hospital. I had two blood clots. I had two blood clots. Like if we're just so often told our symptoms are psychosomatic, we're overly sensitive. It's just our hormones. It's fine. But like, I've been seeing over and over again, after working with a tons of women, since I've literally been doing in fitness since 2014, I have seen so many women go to the doctors and get turned away. I had a client who has an extremely low body temperature and or normal weight gain, all of this kind of like odd symptoms. And I was like, it sounds like your thyroid, go get it tested. She went to the doctor and he said, we're in a pandemic right now. This is not an appropriate thing to be worrying about. Get off of Google. Instead of actually listening to her and taking her seriously, she came to the session crying. Oh my like this gosh. is not believe how many clients I have had that have had dismissive doctors. And then I'll say, okay, well, that didn't work. You either try another doctor or try a natural path and they'll keep going, but they will get the help they need. But so many of us just think like, is it in my head? No, it's not in your head. Right. right. Yeah. Oy. But it, it's, it's frightening. And like, one of the things I always tell my clients too, is like, if you are seeing your doctor and they are listening to you and if they prescribe you a prescription without asking about your lifestyle first, that is a red flag. If they don't ask you how you're sleeping, how are you eating? Are you eating enough? What types of food are you exercising? How's your stress? Like we tend to have doctors that like to go right to prescription. And I worked very closely um, with a client that was a physician. And she said that in her studies to be a doctor, they did three weeks in nutrition. And she says that these were the classes everybody skipped because they were tired and they knew they could pass those on the exam. And this is, this is not the fault of our doctors. This does not mean our doctors are bad people. This means the education system is broken and that they're taught, unfortunately, that all of these other ways of fixing things with pills are superior to food and to real things that are going to change our biology. So I always, I love to annoy my doctor. And I think that should be the goal of all women. If it, I would never worry about feeling like you were irritating them, ask questions, 
persistent questions. Why aren't you testing me for this? You know, you know what I mean? Because if, mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if I'd have gone home that day with my blood clots and hadn't have like felt my gut and gone for further help, I mean, I might've been dead. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. No. And I mean, time and time again, you know, we've talked to many women here on So She Slays and even our co-founder, Chauncey, um, you know, we always joke that she, you know, is, she has like a medical chart, like the size of the Bible over here, but like, uh, it's hilarious. We may, we, we tease about it, but in, in all honesty, in all reality, I mean, she, she has to advocate a lot for herself. Um, she is a woman of color. She's a black woman. And she, you know, she does get dismissed sometimes. And it's infuriating because she's like, look, something is wrong. I know something is wrong. My body is telling me something is wrong. So you're not going to sit here and test me for a few things and be like, you look okay to me, you know, go on with yourself. Yeah. Well, and then that's exactly what you said that a people of color, if we think that women are upper, underrepresented in the studies, women of color are so much further underrepresented. You know what I mean? And that just compromises our healthcare because there's just no information mm-hmm. to help. Right. But yeah, there's just, there's a lot that we can do for ourselves to advocate. And it just starts with asking questions and being informed and knowing that just because someone prescribes you good old fashioned reassurances, (laughs) which I just find so unbelievably condescending that it's okay to keep asking questions is important, right? Well, you have to, I mean, how well, how else are you going to get the answers that you need? And it's funny because in my household, um, we are very big on trying to be as holistic as possible. And, you know, eating good food and make sure you're dieting and sleeping and, you know, working out and taking care of your mental health, so on and so forth. Um, But we always say, too, it's like they're practicing medicine. They don't, you know, they're not going to unless you start pushing and advocating for yourself. I mean, a lot of times they're just going to treat what's on the surface because that's all they really know, you know, so Mm -hmm. you have to do, you have to push for yourself. So to kind of wrap this up a little bit, um, cause I feel like we could talk about this subject forever and always, uh, what are our biggest takeaways when it comes to advocating for yourself and then also trying to really just pay attention to your body and your cycle? Yeah. Well, I think as far as, ad, um, paying attention to your cycle, um, it, the first place you could honestly start is start tracking your cycle. <laughs> Because most of us either don't, like there are so many free apps where you can just track what's going on, right? And then what I always like to do when I was starting is just noticing, oh, I notice I feel like getting up and having a workout today versus some days it's harder. And then I think where that leads into is having compassion for yourself Mm. when you are either the couple of days before or the week of your period. And I know a lot of us, we like to like do our best and do all the things, but like sleep is disrupted in the week before your period workouts aren't going to be as tense. You're going to feel like eating more food and having compassion for that instead of judging yourself for not holding up the standard every single day, I think made such a difference. Like on the week that I have my period, I always plan a full day off of work. And I mean, I have the ability to do that because I have my own business, but I take Thursdays off because I know that those are weeks are going to be a little more draining than other weeks. And so I give myself that room to have a break in there. So I think that's number one, compassion, and then plan for a little bit of extra rest. And then as far as advocating for ourselves, get really good at asking the question, why, Mm. why is that? 
like a, just a really quick one-off example is I had a, a doctor just decide that I had a U, UTI, a urinary tract infection and gave me a prescription for antibiotics. And I was like, how do you know? You didn't do a test. He's like, well, it just sounds like it. I asked for the test. Of course there wasn't one, but had I've taken the antibiotics, I could have wiped out a whole lot of good gut bacteria. Right? So point being why is yeah. this diagnosis based on a test result or is it based on a guess? based on my symptoms. And while those can be accurate, I always like the test data to back up. I've seen it enough times with my clients where they were given a supplement or a prescription that was completely unwarranted and caused a whole bunch of other problems on top of that. Like we know antibiotics deplete gut bacteria. Now mm -hmm. you're having to replenish those right with no instruction on that. So why, and what are we basing this assumption on? No, a hundred percent. And, you know, to kind of hit back a little bit to, uh, birth control and your cycle and, you know, what all that means, where can people go to find out some more information? I mean, is there books and all that kind of stuff? Cause I think we've kind of opened up a little bit of a can of worms in that atmosphere. Um, as far as just how birth control are really affecting our cycles and who we are as people. Yeah. Well, like I said, I love that book that I read called in the flow FLO by Alyssa Vitti. That book was all about specifically biohacking your cycle. Um, but like I said, it was a good smack in the face to see the chapter about birth I'm telling control. you, I know, seriously, like you just smacked uh, me in the face. I was like, wait, what? Oh, I didn't want it to be true. Cause I was like, I want to play too though. And what do you mean? I can't play if I'm my, my hormone cycles aren't even my own. What do you mean? Because it, the, unfortunately, the unfortunate truth is the other options of protection for sex just aren't as easy or enjoyable as just taking a pill Let's every day. Let's just be a hundred percent honest in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, exactly, I say, yeah. same girl, same. I, I understand. And it's easy, you know, just to take a pill and all that kind of stuff. But then I also am reading more and more of the effects. Yeah. Well, and that's a, that's a discussion my husband and I are having now recently. I'm like, well, I don't want to try that one. And well, that, well, what else are our options here? And are we done having kids after this? And like, we're, you know, the discussion becomes that, but at the end of the day, the, the other thing I said to him is like, I just love who I am and how I am in this relationship as the non-anxious version of me. I don't lose days of my life every month to PMS and being, you know, grumpy. And to me that that is just as important. So we're still, you know, we're still figuring it out. We're still trying some stuff, but I got to tell you, that is the biggest hurdle in your head is like, you know what? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you're like, I wait, now, but yeah, now I don't get to have as much fun as what I wanted or like, yeah. what does this mean? I mean, it almost, you want to like advocate for doctors to get a little bit more creative here and just be like, okay, what else can we do? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing we're, we're either going between that, like asking the question, like, are we done having kids? Like, are we sure that we're ready? Like, what if I change my mind? So we're doing like talking about either that, but the other thing that has been gaining a lot of popularity yet, and not that I've, I haven't tried it myself because we're just not at that stage yet, but there is, um, I forget what the company's called. It's like natural cycles or something like that. It's mm. where you measure your basal temperature every single morning. Um, and the temperature thermometer they use is much more accurate than say like the one on my ring that I'm wearing my Ura ring. But for example, it's fascinating. If you watch your natural body temperature, your basal temperature at rest. So say while you sleep is lower during weeks one or days one to 14. And it's fascinating. If you watch your temperature, you'll usually get a temperature drop the day before you ovulate and the day after you'll get a spike. And then for the last two weeks, your temperature will actually be higher than normal. So you can tell where you are in your cycle 
by using temperature mapping and they do, you know, they have a thermometer thing in an app that goes with it, but essentially the, the idea behind it is it looks at your basal temperature and says, these are your fertile days, stay clear or use backup protection during these days, because the egg is only viable for two to three days once it's released. So it's staying away from those days. Now, I don't know, you know, the, the how high, I think it's something like 92% accuracy on something like that, but it gives us options that yes. don't just involve barrier protection. So there are, we're exploring all kinds of things that I didn't even know existed before this, but it's good that there are options to try. Yeah, no. And I would be like, if anybody's listening, uh, I would be way interested to, with somebody who wants to come in and start talking about, you know, all the other options because there has to be other ways. There has to be other ways. Um, for sure. Thank you so much again for joining us. And I really, really enjoy all of our conversations. I learned so much. You like to just hit me with some hardcore <laughs> facts over here. Um, where can people get a hold of you, stay in touch with you, all the stuff? Yeah, well, I'm regularly active on Instagram, just at Tanessa Shears, um, posting daily stuff on there, mostly to do with your energy, feeling well rested, high quality sleep, food. So you can always come over there. If you have questions, you can pop into my DMs. But beyond that, anything like free downloads, all that kind of good stuff is on my website at TanessaShears.com. Perfect. Thank you again so much for joining us. And then we will catch up with you later, Slay Nation. Yeah.